From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. Good evening to you, wherever you may be around the world. Pastor Mike Douglas here, and welcome to Lighthouse Live. Great to have you with us, uh, even those of you in locations around the world that we can't even pronounce. No, Elaine, we're uh, yeah, so privileged to have you as part of our audience. Again, Mike Douglas here, along with our producer and co-host, Elaine Harlan, and of course, uh, our faithful prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl. Owl Ramsey is here uh, as well. And, and Elaine, a pretty exciting night. Yes. Uh, because we have some new friends to introduce mm. you to. And uh, the, the University of Phoenix has just been a tremendous blessing, not only to advancing vibrant communities, but to our, uh, our overall community as well. And we're going to introduce you uh, to some wonderful folks in just a couple of minutes. Uh, right now, I want to remind you of an opportunity. If you're in the Stanislaus, County area. There is a wonderful event. It happens every year, and it's coming up this Wednesday, May 5th, 10 o'clock in the morning, and it's the uh, Stanislaus County Peace Officers Memorial Service, and this is held at uh, Lakewood Memorial Park. That's on Santa Fe, uh, south of Yosemite, a couple blocks, and in Houston. And uh, this year, of course, they'll be honoring Sergeant Steve May, who passed away this year out of min- uh, after many years of uh, being in a coma. And it is just something you have to see at least once. Yes. And in Amazing. fact, I'm, I'm taking my kids out of school with, a, with the uh, superintendent's permission uh, to, uh, to attend that. It, it really is something you need to see. And uh, the, the, the names of all uh, officers and, and deputies who've been killed in action in Stanislaus County uh, over the years are, are red with the ringing of the bell, and then there's the riderless horse, and uh, really is a touching thing really that I think you need to uh, experience at least once. Again, that's coming up this Wednesday, May 5th, 10 o'clock in the morning at uh, Lakewood Memorial Park. If you'd like more information on that, give us a call, 209-544-9571, 209-544-9571, and we'll be happy uh, to give you details on that. And the lane this past Saturday, a great day. Betty oh, Bell Smith, the first awesome? annual service. Yes. Day. Wasn't that cool? Oh, it was a blast. Yeah, and some of our folks here uh, participated in that day. Uh, Betty Bell Smith, of course, was an I- iconic figure mm-hmm. here in uh, the Modesto and, and uh, Stanislaus County area. Just a, a wonderful, wonderful community activist in the best sense of that word for uh, for many, many years. And she was kind of Mrs. Modesto and uh, passed away this past year. And uh, so Leadership Modesto decided let's have a, a work day, a service day just dedicated to her. And so we were privileged to partner with United Way and a couple of other agencies and uh, have people out there doing yard work and some good stuff on Tremendous. Saturday. So yes. thanks to all of you who participated in that. Well, let's get on with it tonight. Check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they 
Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with news of another real-life Jesus freak from The Voice of the Martyrs. Tara, a seventh grader in Pakistan, secretly enrolled in a Bible correspondence course. When her strict Muslim parents discovered her reading Christian books, they became enraged, beating her so severely that she lay unconscious for almost a week. Still, Tara refused to deny her new faith and was secretly baptized. When her parents arranged her marriage to a Muslim man, she refused and was beaten into a coma. Later, sensing God's protection and encouragement, she escaped, and now 15 years later, she lives in a safe house in another country. For more stories of real-life Jesus freaks like Tara, go online to persecution.com. Just a reminder, friends, of the values that uh, we have in this country where we have the freedom of religion, at least for the moment, and uh, worth worth protecting. Mm-hmm. Again, a story of a, of a seven-year-old beaten almost to death uh, for her faith. And so we ask you to remember uh, those believers around the world who are uh, sacrificing it all uh, for their faith. Speaking of protecting those rights, let's check in with Brad Dacus. It's time for The Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now, with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. Michael Newdow is like the common cold. He just keeps coming back. After losing his lawsuits in the Ninth Circuit to get God out of the pledge and offer money, he has filed a motion with the court to rehear the cases. Well, Dr. Newdow pleads that these cases are of exceptional importance and deserve rehearing because atheists are reportedly stigmatized and suspect. He pleads that the pledge and the motto endorse the notion that God exists. Well, Pacific Justice Institute believes that the official acknowledgement of the existence of God is not the same as an establishment of religion. PGA also believes that ultimately both the motto and the pledge will survive judicial review. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. Have you ever been compared to, like, the common cold? <laughs> um, I've been compared to the flu, actually. Oh, my. But, uh, H1N1? No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's take a quick look at the Volunteer Center of the United Way's Lend-A-Hand List, Bethany Christian Services. Mm having an evening with Selah, a concert to benefit Bethany Christian Services. And we happen to know Mr. Al, the master of ceremonies, is our very own Pastor Mike But we want you to come anyway. (laughs) This is going to be great. You know, I was trying to remember, um, you know, going back in time, my favorite Selah songs. And uh, are you thinking of yours too, Al? You Raise Me Up. And, yeah, yeah, and his absolutely. eye is on the sparrow. Yeah, Those are my awesome. two favorite, I think. But anyway, the award-winning Christian group has sold 2.4 million albums. Great. This is going to be an awesome, awesome, awesome concert. And tickets are, are available, $15, and the doors open at 530. Volunteers. Now, this is where we perk up our ears. Ages 18 years and older are needed in the afternoon to assist with setup and teardown of the displays in the lobby following the concert. Volunteers also needed to take tickets, usher, and act as parking lot attendants. 
I don't know, you might be able to sneak in. I'm just kidding, just kidding. I, I know I would. Bethany Christian Services is a Christian ministry, not-for-profit, providing adoption and family services. This is going to be a great concert go, and it'll be just a, a great time for everyone. It's happening at Big Valley Grace Community Church in Modesto. If you want more information, you just give us a call. Series Partnership for Healthy Children, and I know one of our guests tonight is very involved with this, these kind of uh, groups, and we'll be talking to Paula about this a little bit later on too it's they're all about the series farmers market and annual health fair coming up on wednesday may 5th uh, from 10 to 2 at whitmore park in series the fair features a variety of health uh, screenings diabetes cholesterol blood pressure h1n1 flu clinic eye exams i'm not laughing about that i was just thinking about what we were talking about earlier the event for all ages you're not going to let up i'm on not that, going to let up yeah. on that no the event for all ages is packed with fun games activities prizes uh, food family resources community information all sorts of good things and of course locally grown produce which is really really good volunteers ages 16 years and up are needed to help with setup, cleanup, decorations, uh, patient form completion at the health booths, refreshment, stands, games, and just a whole lot more. Flexible shifts are available between 8 and 4. The series partnership for healthy children promotes family unity, healthy choices, and proper parenting techniques, and providing real help for families in need. The Friends of the Modesto Library Half-Price Customer Appreciation Book Sale is going to be held at the Modesto Library Auditorium May 12th through the 15th. The sale promotes family literacy through the sale of new high-quality, low-cost books for children and teens from Scholastic and many other publishers at 50 to 80% off the suggested retail price. This annual sale generates books that support the mission and programs of the library. Volunteers 18 years and older are needed to help set up the sale on May 11 and daily during the sale to bag books, restock and straighten the books, and greet and assist shoppers uh, to work the registers. Flexible volunteer shifts once again uh, available May 12th and 13th from 10 to 8 and May 14th from, uh, and 15th from 10 until 4. If you have any questions regarding any of these opportunities, feel free to call Barbara Borba. She's at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, 209-524-1307, extension 113, or email her. She loves that. bborba at uwaystand.org. And, of course, you can always feel free to give us a call here at 209-544-9571. We have here uh, in need a senior sister in a mobile home who needs a refrigerator. She lives alone. So if you have a working unit that you would like to donate. You might want to consider helping her out. Now, king-size bed needed for a couple. We don't normally order up a king-size, maybe king-size fries, but not king-size beds. But turns out that theirs was uh, entirely ruined by a mold problem. Mm. Uh, So if you have one to donate, let us know, and we'll make that connection for you. Um, Speaking of having your day ruined, a fire claimed a washer and a dryer uh, of a senior couple in town. Uh, praise God it didn't take their lives. Uh, amen. And so uh, they are in need of a washer and a gas dryer. They always have to specify whether it's an electric or a gas dryer. In their, their case, it's a gas dryer. If you uh, have donations of any of these items, connect with us at 209-544-9571, and we will uh, 
get them to where they are, are going, please. And, and Elaine, also, we, we want to let you know that we're, we're catching up a little bit with the technology. For those of you outside the Stanislaus County area, you can follow what's happening with ABC on Facebook now. You see, you can teach this old dog some new tricks. <laughs> and uh, anyway, <laughs> it's uh, facebook.com black bat. You know, $400 from my nose and my mouth doesn't work now. (laughs) Facebook.com backslash Advancing Vibrant Communities. www.facebook.com backslash Advancing Vibrant Communities. And that will keep you up to date on what's going on. We are so excited to have our Phoenix friends here. We affectionately call them tonight. And, uh, you know, first of all, we've got the Campus College Chair for the College of Social Sciences. Man, Carlos, did I get that right? That is alliterative. That is yes, just a, did. Yeah, it's a mouthful. You, can you say that like 10 times really quick? <laughs> no. I bet it doesn't. Carlos Flores joins us. Carlos, we first have to, after we welcome you, of course, welcome to Lighthouse Life. But we must say that we absolutely adore Amanda. And she initially contacted us here at, at ABC asking Pastor Mike to come and give a presentation to her classroom, and I mean, from then on, the relationship was just... And people came anyway. That's (laughs) the amazing thing. And they loved it. You know they did. And it's just been uh, a relationship that we value immensely. It's just just been wonderful. Now, um, tell us what you what you do where you cover and who can be a phoenix i mean i see these billboards i I, before i knew anything about you guys i would see these billboards you know driving along the highway and these men and women on this billboard say i'm a phoenix i'm phoenix and i'd say i want to be a phoenix too (laughs) (laughs) what is a phoenix when you become a phoenix tell us all about it well um just to start off, I run the College of Social Sciences, which in, within that within the programs, I have uh, the Bachelor's of Human Service, Master's in Counseling, Master's and Bachelor's in Criminal Justice, and also the Bachelor's in Psychology. So all of that encompass, we have about 113 faculty spread out throughout seven learning centers mm. throughout uh, the Sacramento Valley region, including Modesto, Lathrop, Fairfield, Sacramento, uh, Roseville. I know I'm going to miss one, but um, anyways, we have we have them, we have them all spread out. And within that, we all, within our within our college, we have about right now we have about 1,300 students. And so all of those 1,300 students plus the faculty, and then the lead faculty that I have, which include Amanda Mojadas, which she's tremendous. Yeah, I mean, she's I awesome. Just, we she, love she does her. she does everything. I mean, I can't say enough about Amanda. So that's why I'm here because, because she, she called me and she said, uh, you know, I, I can't, I can't do this. Can you step in? And I said, without hesitation. So we just love her. Well, and so you're all over the road all the time, right? You travel a lot. Yes. Okay. Yes, indeed. Because we have, we're, we're so spread out that, and, and to be honest with you, my, my job, I can't step in, be at all the places at once. So sometimes, and I know that when I came in, in into the studios, I was like, okay, who, who's going to be there? And I'm trying to remember names and everything. <laughs> but again, about 1,300 students, 1,300 Phoenixes, then it's, it's, it's a job. That's why we have Amanda and we have others, other lead faculty that are in the, in the learning centers helping our students out and I our just, faculty. Just wondering about the name, University of Phoenix. Phoenix, like the bird. You know? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I think Phoenix, it's, again, it, it's really, to me, it's a perfect, perfect image of 
a lot of us that are that are either attending or are working for University of mm. Phoenix because again when we hear about Phoenix's rising from the ashes it's getting to a point where we decide that this is we're not going to stand for for the norm and we're going to better ourselves and so that's where it came from every every time you hear i am a phoenix it means a lot of different things for a lot of people i mean i you can get different phoenix stories over here i and, like that and so that's 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 where we're we're coming from because everybody has a story i mean mm. it, honestly uh these ladies all around me i i mean they're they're tremendous because they deal with whatever they deal with during the daytime and then in the evening they step into the classroom once a week and they go through the whole program you have to have a certain amount of you know perseverance and and honestly you have to make sure that you build those relationships along the way because our our as they all know and they're gonna smile we have a learning <laughs> team uh assignments and we also have individual assignments and so it's it's our university is great in that fashion because it builds community but at the same time i mean you have to be committed to be a phoenix and i know that uh you all are in which field experience so you're in the middle of the program so human service in the human service program we have three field experiences one at the beginning one in the middle one in the end Mm -hmm. and so all of them are in the middle part so right around the time where they're getting used to and comfortable with the program right yes and so but still we have people like amanda who is always there to help them out you know that's such a wonderful uh, phoenix just you know the the connotation just has some wonderful i can't remember what my seminary was it I wasn't a, it was like we were a duck-billed platypus or something. I can't remember <laughs> what the thing was. But Fe- no, Phoenix has now so, so I, I like, you a know, great you word s- picture. You said it? something, Carlos. You said they are tremendous, and you are right. They each have tremendous stories. Each of them are um, women and, 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 and certainly Phoenixes, but they are also wives, mothers, you know, students, and and they hold down jobs. Uh, I just admire and respect each and every one of them, and and we will be be talking to them and and allowing them to to share, and and we will be also sharing what they have meant and and how we've come to love them here at Advancing Vibrant Communities. You were sharing with me earlier before the broadcast some stories about people who persevere and who overcome some things that you've seen yourself. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Well, there's one particular story uh, from the Sacramento campus where uh, this mom has been, she's at the tail end of the program. She's actually three classes away. The most amazing thing is that, and again, it doesn't it doesn't mean that that, that story is more important than others, but she actually was diagnosed with cancer, mm. had her go into chemo, what she's been doing is she's been going to chemo right before class, oh. and then at six she steps into the classroom, does what she needs to do, and then starts again in the process. So uh, along the way, she's she's gotten to the point where, you know, whenever I see her, she's she gives me a hug and she says, "I have these many classes left to go," mm. and and I said, "What can I do to help you?" And she's like, "Just make me." make me step into that classroom and keep me going because mm. if I stop then I'm not gonna you know I'm afraid that I'm not gonna get it done and so 
I've been talking to her for a good year now, and now she's, again, she's only a few classes away, and she'll be walking at Arco Arena this, awesome. this upcoming um, September. So mm. it, those are the, the stories that get to you, and those are the stories that, for me, make this job the best job that I can, that I can be in because, I mean, it, this is why I'm here. This is why I step into the classrooms or step into any community and say, this is what our program is. This is what we can do for you. And this is what Phoenix is about. You talk about rising from the ashes now. <laughs> you know, uh, getting your degree when you're just out of high school is one thing, you know. Uh, but, but when you're a parent, you're married, you got a little bit of life. It's a daunting proposition, you know, because really getting your degree is almost a full-time gig in and of its, uh, in, and I see all the heads bobbing here, you know, in, in, in agreement. And, and But with all that, I think, Carlos, one of the things that impressed us here at Advancing Vibrant Communities was the University of Phoenix uh, proactive stance on partnering with the community. I mean, there, and, and not every you know, scholastic institution is, is, is that proactive. Is that part of your uh, DNA at the University of Phoenix, uh, or is that something that has, has been just developed as time goes on in terms of reaching out to the community and, and developing these partnerships? Absolutely. Uh, all of us at the different, different CCCs do that at different levels. Wow. Our programs like human service and masters in counseling are regulated by the state, and so we have uh, – you know, we have to have a certain amount of uh, excellence in it. And so what we also figure is that Master's in Counseling, Human Service, the, the students need to be in the community, hands-on, getting that experience. And mm -hmm. so this is why we have affiliation sites where, of course, our students go there during our three uh, field experiences. So, it's, I mean, it's, it's a tremendous, it's a win-win for everybody. Absolutely. You know that you mentioned the class on psychology. I spoke to that one and they kept me. And, no and one guy wonder. actually did his dissertation on me. It's uh, going to be published soon. And no wonder they I'm leaving town to as soon as it's published. Back. Yeah. <laughs> they said, keep coming back, yeah. Pastor Mark. <laughs> Little yeah. did we know. When Mike went to give his presentations, you did several presentations uh, yeah, there, actually. And uh, little did we know, because it is all about relationships, and, and, and we, we know that here at ABC, and we see that 365 days a year as we are out and about in the community. But we, we, we see now, and, and we just embrace the field experience that you all are getting and what, what we get in return is is the the growing relationships and and as we see the girls accumulate hours they they need so many hours but it's so much more than getting the hours isn't it ladies yes. I, they're ladies but to me they're my girls <laughs> as we uh, as we bring uh, in shannon jennifer julia kim paula and sarah and you know this family because you are family to us this family is growing mm -hmm. because this is the University of Phoenix Group 1, and we are growing because we have another Group 2 that is coming in. And I, I don't want to see this group end. That would be sad. <laughs> <laughs> we want you to stay, and, and you girls have said that, that you would do that. But we have new new students joining to get that field experience. So as, as, you, uh, as you work your way up to the microphone, and I know Carlos is going to share his, his microphone, um, you each have uh, special stories uh, to share. And Shannon, would you just uh, turn the microphone around there? I know. 
know you're turning as red as your shirt, and that's okay. Um, but you have a special background, and you, you know, we're leading up to Mother's Day too, and and that is so special. I just thought that was so cool. You know, we're we're celebrating mothers with all the moms this this week too, as we lead up to Sunday is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to each of you, Thank because you, all of the things that you are doing and all of different balls that you juggle in the air. Thank you for all that you do. I, I just I, I can't sing your praises enough, really, because you you all of you have just jumped in with both feet, eager and enthusiastic to serve. It, it's not just about the hours that you get to sign your paper each week. It's so much more than that. And we just want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So what does, Shannon, being a phoenix mean to you? And how does that tie in with what you've done and what you've seen here at Advancing Vibrant Communities? Share that with our listeners, who, by the way, are all over the world. <laughs> no, no pressure. Thank Shannon. you, Lynn. Shannon was okay until you didn't have But what if somebody out there wants to be a phoenix, too, like me, and, you know, driving First down the road? All, no. I want to thank you, Elaine, and thank you, Pastor Mike, because you've given us a wonderful opportunity to... Um, experience all of our 12 core competencies that we're learning as human service majors at the University of Phoenix. We're out in the community getting hands-on um, f- facilitation of services. Come on, ladies, help me because I'm losing. Advocacy. advocacy. Major advocacy goes on here. Yeah. We get to touch a little bit of everything here, so thank you. And uh, what does being a Phoenix mean to me? I never wanted. I never knew what I wanted to do when I grew up. Actually, until I was married and had children. And um, honestly, I don't know. It's a change of life. It is a change of life, and it's also teaching my children that, you know, I was married right after high school, so I missed the mm. opportunity to go straight to college. And now I have two wonderful children. My son's graduating this year, and awesome. I, I want him to continue on with his education. Um, and my daughter's seeing me do this also. Um, but it is a major change of life. You know, one, one of the bugaboos I have. have <laughs> bugaboo? You know, bugaboo? Loosely translated, that means? Issues. Okay. okay. I have issues. <laughs> All right. Pastors can have issues. Bless your heart. But <laughs> having been both at, at, at secular, secular uh, universities and, and uh, seminaries as well, I think one of the things that's lacking, especially in seminaries is the real world experience. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of seminaries that they, they teach you, uh, you know, Greek and Hebrew and how to exegete a passage, mm-hmm. but they don't tell you what it is to be a shepherd or a pastor. And so I think one of the wonderful things, Carlos, that, that the University of Phoenix is providing is the real life in the trenches stuff that has to be part of that education. So when, that would just Shannon, you're moving the mic away. Um, so that, you know, when they hit the streets after graduating, they have a real idea of, of what it's all about. And uh, let's bring uh, someone else up to the mic here. In fact, why don't you just move that to your uh, right there, Shannon. And uh, so you, now you're a victim of Sarah, being places Sarah's where you are, there. Sarah. Uh, before, uh, while Sarah's thinking about that, can I just say a thanks to Shannon for helping us to wipe out graffiti? Yeah. And absolutely. Just, oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. When, when are we going again? <laughs> May 13th. Yes, there you go. I'll be there. There you go. 
But uh, tell us a, a little bit, Sarah, about uh, how you feel the experience, the field experience that you've had contributes to your studies and your education and how that might benefit you later on. My first um, experience is when I went to go do the um, PG&E um, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. care program for the Advancing Vibrant Communities that we're doing right now. And I went to a gentleman's house that um, basically is disabled and not able to do anything, go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I was going over the paperwork with him, and he has basically got so many different things in need mm -hmm. and had no idea that... Um, you know, Advancing Vibrant Communities was there, so I decided that I would sit down and, and do an assessment awesome. <laughs> and figure out how we can help him get to where he needs to get his care. And so I started using the things that my school has taught me, and I made a whole list, and I brought some of those to Elaine, and we got his PG&E stuff submitted. And then I started looking at um, stuff for him through the community for getting rights to his doctor's appointments and mm. stuff. And that is so, so important, Sarah, finding out what people need. And that truly comes from the heart. And, you know, not just anyone can do that. It takes a special person who truly cares about what someone else needs. I want to bring Kim in for just a minute because you talk about someone who can see what someone needs. Kim went to an LECC meeting with us early on, which stands for Latino Emergency Communications Council. She walked into the meeting and she just jumped right in there and started volunteering. <laughs> Somebody says, we're doing a 2010 census. And she says, I will. I can do that. She said, she not only raised one hand, she raised both hands. And she just uh, jumped in there and said she would do that. And I just appreciate that kind of spirit because that's what it takes. It's not, you know, if we are available, that's half the, that's half of it, isn't it? That's like 90%. If we make ourselves available, I mean, who doesn't love that? It, it's just a, a spirit about you that shines, Kim, and I just want to thank you. Go ahead, move on up. And you, you have never been shy to speak to an issue <laughs> or to say, you know, I can do that, and I appreciate this about that, and we just appreciate all you have done and have meant to uh, volunteering and volunteerism while you've been here with ABC, and I hope that we will see much more of you as well. So what did this open up for you, Kim? What, uh, what, what new vistas opened up for you? Well, first of all, I just wanted to thank both of you guys and everyone at ABC for giving us this humbling opportunity. It definitely has been humbling. Um, it opened up a lot when it, come, when it came down to it, because I know when we had went to, um, besides the 2010 census, we also did the SAFE meeting and the PAC meeting, yes. and it... Um, I want to say it humbled me in a different way to see somebody who may have committed a crime um, asking for help and us being able to um, facilitate those services. So, Can I just say also that Kim at the PACT meeting, which stands for Parole and Community Team, offered up on her own a gift certificate to someone there. She says, I'm going to give a nice restaurant gift certificate to the next person who walks over to our table. And she did. Didn't want any recognition. I'm not saying this for the rec but you did that out of your heart. Yeah. That's where this comes from, is from right. your heart. I just felt like sometimes when somebody, an individual has to do something court ordered or mandated that they don't want to be there. And I felt that I should help them. Mm -hmm. 
and make it a little bit better. But I did have help for my partner in crime, Paula, because we work really well together. So Speaking of Paula, your partner in crime, we're going to uh, give her a moment to think of what she wants to share as well as Jennifer and Julia. But first, before we do that, we want to dedicate this week's song to our Phoenix friends, and we love them, uh, as Nicole Norman sings Legacy here on Lighthouse Live, and we'll be back. I don't mind if you got something nice to say about me. I enjoy an accolade like the rest. And you could take my picture and hang it in a gallery of all the who's who's and so and so's that used to be the best at such and such. It
Joel Nordeman on Lighthouse Live Legacy here as we celebrate our Phoenix friends. We love them. Pastor Mike, Elaine, and a whole host of wonderful people sitting around our table. And I was just thinking about the presentations and the presentation queens that we have. Julia, stand up or sit up or close to your microphone there, if you would, please. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, from time to time, your, um, your classes ask you to give presentations, little um, well, PowerPoint presentations in yeah. the classroom. And Julia and Jennifer are our presentation queens so far, I think. And so um, we'll just ask you to share a little bit about what that was like and, and what you shared with your classes as you gave your presentations this time around. Yeah. What was that like? Well, when I first started at University of Phoenix, we had to do the PowerPoint presentations in a group, and I was horrified. <laughs> <laughs> I would stand up in front of the class, and my voice would shake, and people would say they couldn't hear me, and it was just horrible. And um, last week or the week before, I gave a presentation in front of my girls. <laughs> it was my class that I've been with for a while, and, and it was just comfortable, and we talked about um, documentation and just what we do here at ABC as far as, you know, intake information and how we connect um, people in need with people who have, <laughs> people who are ready to serve. And so that's how it went last time. Julia has spent a lot of time here at the ABC office actually answering phones and helping people uh, with needs, and so she gets a lot of that kind of experience, uh, and so that's a, a tremendous help to us here, and so we just appreciate her um, skills and abilities and her heart to do that kind of thing, because that's a, that's a whole different side of ABC, too, and we appreciate that. Julia, what do you, what do you expect to do in the future with uh, the wonderful education that you're getting here? Um, well, when I first started, I thought I would want to be a high school guidance counselor, uh -huh. and after working in here with Elaine, I thought it was great. I mean, the work that we do is is very important, and it's, um, you know, helping out people who are right here in your community, and I think it's great, and something more along the lines of this, I think, would be mm -hmm. very fitting. Mm -hmm. As you uh, as you have those experiences, what, what experiences have, have meant a lot to you thus far as as you've been popping around here and, and going through your educational process, anything stand out to you that was particularly impactful? Yeah, um, the first day that I was here meeting with Elaine, um, she received a phone call from a woman who was leaving a domestic violence situation. And the woman said that her kids didn't have any bedding. And she had three kids. Yes. And um, I knew that we had those things at my house. And I went home and I started putting things together for these kids who didn't have anything. And my youngest son said, Mom, what are you doing with my blankets? <laughs> and I explained to him, I said, Marcus, there's little boys. They don't have any blankets at all. Yeah. And these are just your extras. And so he's like, they don't have any blankets? Oh. And he just, he couldn't believe it. But he said, yeah, I want them to have these blankets. So, I mean, my son, he was... Very giving. How and sweet. Well, yeah. You know, that brings up another uh, another point. As you go through the Phoenix experience, talk about the importance of family support. I mean, your family's got to help you and understand what's going on, right? Right. Um, we go to school on Tuesday nights, and on Tuesdays my husband cooks dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have help from my mom and my stepdad, and they take the kids where they need to be and make sure their homework gets done. 
I have four sons and a husband, wow. and <laughs> they keep me wow. busy. So that's a team effort, isn't it? It absolutely yeah, is, sure. absolutely. Well, we haven't had Jennifer on. Let's pull up the Jennifer, microphone there. Jennifer, yay. And, and Jennifer was one of those um, with, with Paula. And actually, we we pulled these two phoenixes yes. in uh, <laughs> last week uh, because one of the things that, that uh, we have to look at is uh, succession. W- what's going to happen in the future? You know, we're not going to be around forever. And and also we need to get it. We're getting what's, older. What's go- yes. No, I didn't say okay. that. Yeah, I said we forever. <laughs> but so <laughs> we, you know, we we brought some folks together, uh, some young people, and and said, hey, you know, let's look at ABC and look at what we're doing. What are we doing right? Uh, what can we improve on? And and how can we appeal to the uh, generations coming up? And I think both of you. Uh, we appreciate your participation. Yes. I walked out of that meeting that, you know, I hate meet. Carlos, do you love meetings? <laughs> Carlos nah. is going. Carlos no. is, is now taking the fifth on, on the meeting thing. <laughs> I, yeah, I said, Did you see that? Zip I <laughs> can't stand meetings, but you know that is one of the. I, I just walked out of there. He was on cloud. I nine. really was on cloud yes. nine because of the wonderful input that we received and. Fresh Thank ideas. You. I mean, there's electricity in there that, that was just very, very special. Uh, Jennifer, talk a little bit about now that now that you've been exposed to, to ABC and what's going on here, and you know we've had the opportunity to talk about the future. Give us your perspective on how this particular ministry fits into the community and also fits into your educational process. Well, I think for me personally, going into school, I still don't know exactly where I want to fall you know, with my degree. Um, But working with ABC has really just personally opened up my eyes to the problems that exist. Mm -hmm. When the very first time I ever came to the SAFE meeting, I was completely blown away. I had no idea that gangs were such a big issue Mm -hmm. in our community. And that just goes to show you how far back I live and how disconnected I was from reality of Modesto. Um, and I just think that the things that you guys do, just the fact that you're involved in going to the safe meetings and the Mm -hmm. packed meetings is just very impactful because a lot of agencies might not step out and just willingly go to these places to reach out to these special populations of people who are looked down upon. So I just think the things that you guys do just really reaches people in a completely different way it wasn't too scary right no no no, no, no. The meeting, was it? You know, no but it was it was you know different it's sure, it wasn't sure, yeah. yeah i wasn't sure what to expect well and, and isn't it you know when, when we step out and actually get our, our you know put our toe in the water a little mm-hmm. bit we find that we get a tremendous blessing you know we, we really get more out of it sometimes than mm-hmm. the people that we serve lane i was talking to another pastor today daryl fair yes you know uh Love just Darryl. a great brother and yes, and uh you know we we've been tracking with each other, and although he's University of Michigan and I'm USC, why? <laughs> you get over yeah, yeah, during football yeah, season, yeah. he and I get on a little bit. But uh, aside from that, we're <laughs> great friends. And and he was saying that you know sometimes it's hard to get people to come to his ministry on the west side because they're afraid their car's going to get stolen. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to mm-hmm. ripped off when they're going. Right. And 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 really, I mean, there, there's no class system here, you know. And, and unfortunately, we get these pockets of our community mm-hmm. that get isolated and underrepresented when it comes to, uh, um, uh, you know, resources that uh, are, are given by the government and, and other resources. And uh, so I think it's really important that, that you folks have, have – 
been okay about just going wherever we need to go exactly. and mixing yes. it up and experiencing it. So we want to compliment uh, compliment you on. How Thank many of you so were much. at the safe meetings? In, yes. In your, right, so yes. Paula, three or four. Paula was, and and, and yeah. Paula has gone actually to the packed and the safe meetings. Paula, would you um, move up a little bit also and share? Thank you for your part as well. And Paula, we met Paula actually. A few years ago, Paula has been an ABC volunteer for a few years. Paula worked with the resource agencies, the family. Re- you know, when we were talking about the, the opportunities to serve a little earlier, and I said we would talk to Paula about that. That's kind of how we connected because Paula used to call me and say, Elaine, we need this for a client for that. And so we have kind of connected and, and been in touch uh, in that kind of way before. So we appreciate your work in the community before we knew you as a, a phoenix. <laughs> So thank you, dear sister, and we appreciate all of that. And thank you for all of your input at PACT and at SAFE. And I don't think Paula was quite as alarmed or surprised by the SAFE meetings as maybe some of you. I just hit it very well. I just hit it very well because when I was told what the SAFE meeting was about, I kind of freaked out. I was like, what's going to happen at this meeting? Who's going to be there? Are the cops going to be surrounding us? Like, how protected are we going to be? And mm-hmm. I spoke with my brother about it, and I told him, Joey, I don't know if I could do this. I don't know if I could go. And he says, don't worry about it. Everything's okay. Have faith and just go. So I listened, and I had faith, and I just went. And um, I want to thank you because that was like a fear I overcame. So I was mm-hmm. able to step into something, put my foot in the water, and to tread through and <laughs> survive it. And it wasn't as big of a deal as I made it out to be. It was an awesome experience and I loved hearing the stories from the people who were in that situation, who attorney to that in that situation and parents who've had lost lost their children because of it. Just to give you a quick thumbnail sketch, those of you may not be aware yes. of Project Safe, uh, that's the moniker that we use for it here in the Modesto area. It's been known as, as other uh, other things in other cities, Chicago and uh, Boston, Stockton. Basically, it's it's the act of the community bringing some of the worst offending gangbangers together uh, after they've been checked for weapons, <laughs> right, Paula? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yes, basically, the community says, "Hey, the violence has to stop." And uh, they have testimonies that you know the the DA. Well, we we have one DA boy. He uh, and the girls. Yeah, he's pretty this. serious. Yes, anyway, he he, he gets in their faces. Says, "Look, you know, uh, I I'm not going to prosecute you and send you to a, a state prison. I'm going to send you to the Fed, federal prison. And mommy and daddy are never going to find you. And that's my job. You know. And then you talk. Then there's some probation people, some parole people. And then it gets down to you know. There's a, usually a pastor that speaks. And then it gets down to the moms that you mentioned a, yes. ago, right. a one or two moms, uh, and, and one especially whose daughter was killed on her birthday uh, by a gang shooting. And she was not the intended victim. She just happened to be there. You know, the wrong time in the wrong place. And uh, so by the time that all finishes, then we go one on one with with the gangsters in the room and say, okay. You know, here's the deal. We can you you can choose to stay where you are, and you're going to die or end up in prison. That is your future. But we're offering you a whole new future. Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't involve going to prison or or, or, or dying. And it's a very very powerful program. Just uh, uh, give me a sense. Um, 
a little bit, Paula, of, of something that over the past couple of weeks or months that has meant a lot to you in, uh, in your experience and your contact with, uh, with people out there. Anything uh, just, just really kind of rang your bell and you said, wow, that, that was a cool thing to be involved in? I think it's the SAFE and the PACT meetings. Mm. You know, being able to go through there, understanding from a personal, my personal side, understanding where those individuals once were in their life, and just having people believe in them when they can't believe in themselves, and to be there for them and show them, hey, there are resources out there that could help you. You know, we're here for you. We understand, and just being able to do that for them, I mm. think that means a lot to me. Mm. I'm going to take the microphone uh, back to the other side of the room here. And uh, <laughs> Shannon and, and Sarah, can you just uh, tell us a, a little bit about what drew you to Phoenix uh, at first and uh, then what the experience uh, has meant to you in terms of your life goals? I understand that you may not know what you want to do with it yet, but uh, these experiences have to have been amounting, I mean, you know, a couple of years ago, you didn't have this experience. What in you has, has this experience changed over the past uh, couple of months or, or year or two? Okay, first of all, what drew me to University of Phoenix was the flexibility, and it's also an accredited college. Mm. And I had some college units going into the University of Phoenix, and they're transferable throughout. <clears throat> what was the other question? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, is, what does it mean in your life now, having had the experiences oh, up to Oh, it's a tremendous sense, sense of accomplishment. And it's been a long road. I'm going into my third year oh, this year. Awesome. And my Wonderful. anticipated graduation is next April. Amen. And Good for you, I just feel so much accomplishment, and everything in my life has changed. Mm. And I've always been the friend that everybody wanted to talk to, and I guess <laughs> I have the understanding. So human services is just my calling, I guess. Um, it's nice to hear that that calling when you know that it's it's truly yours and and you just you know you're right in line with. Well, it took me long enough, Elaine. Truly, <laughs> well, you know, we, almost forty. I I, I love hear it. I love your story. We talk about rising from the ashes, and you have Absolutely. a beautiful story, Shannon. And thank, thank you, you for sharing sharing your life uh, with us here at ABC. And it's just a a, a tremendous story how how you you rise, uh, as as we say and. Um, if someone's sitting listening tonight and they're wondering if they can do this, wherever they are in life, Shannon, whether they've messed up, whether they haven't messed up, and, and who of us hasn't, I want to know, you know, um, whatever age they are, what would you say to encourage them to, to go on and, and to, to do it? Anything's possible, especially when you have faith in your heart. And uh, my faith comes from my Lord, my Jesus, yeah. and that's what keeps me going. Mm. Really. I think Kim wanted to jump in there, too. Right? I you wanted definitely. to jump in because I wanted Paula to jump in because we're a package deal. Like From the beginning, ever since we've met, we were a package deal. And um, I actually had no interest in going to college at all. I was happy in the job that I was in. And... Um, she, Paula, didn't have her GED, and she. I told her, you can do it, you can do it, and Yay. then she went and took her GED test, and as soon as she got it, she said, okay, we're going to college, and I said, <laughs> I said, uh, we're going to college, and she said, yeah, we're going to go check out University of Phoenix on this day, and I remember because I had a broken leg, and she, broken leg? She, she took me there, Nothing stopped in my, in my crutches, and Yay. she said, okay, we're signing up, and then she said, we start our next classes next Tuesday. Tuesday. And ever since then, we've been together. We've been the same learning team. We've helped each other 
through everything that life has thrown us so far with University Phoenix and in our personal lives. You know, I see that. I truly do. And, and you want to you <laughs> respond to that, Paula? It's all your fault, Paula. <laughs> it is. Well, least I am doing something that's encouraging. <laughs> I'm glad yes. it was a good thing. And I'm glad she encouraged me to get my GED because that wasn't even a thought in my head. I was just planning on working for the AmeriCorps program I was in, and I was going to finish that. And someone said, there's a stipend. You could go to school. And I figured, you know, just the experience is good enough. And then when um, she was telling me, get your GED, get your GED, and then I did, I was like, we are not wasting any time. We are going Mm -hmm. next week or next month. What was it? A couple weeks after I got my results, and we did sign up. And I love Kim. I think we kind of – She's kind of like the kid, and I'm like the adult, you know? <laughs> we kind of like hold hands and work well yeah, together. Yeah, we do. We, we work really well together. We've done several projects together, not only here at um, Advising vibrant, vibrant Communities, but as well as in the workplace and as yeah. in, in school. I, I see that camaraderie with you and, and the friendship, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. It really is a, a, a wonderful, sweet sisterhood and um, I, I just wanted to say as we were doing the MS walk uh, last a couple Saturdays ago as all of us were out in the yeah. community walking together I, I saw that and it was just a uh, it was truly warming <laughs> to witness that it was fun. thank you all for taking part in that as well thank you well, and I think one of the things Elaine uh, along those lines is we want to offer you a wide breadth you know of opportunities and and uh, it was very interesting at the, at the meeting uh, ladies, the other night, one of the things that struck me was uh, more than one, maybe two or three people said, you know, I thought <clears throat> ABC only did this. You know, it's kind of like the story of the blind men and the elephant. You know, the guy at the tail thinks the elephant feels like a rope, and, and the man at, at the blind man at the leg feel, thinks that the elephant is, is like a trunk of a tree. You know, but none of them gets the whole picture until they put their, their stories together. And uh, th- there is a wide variety of things. So we, we've had you out on the, you know, the multiple sclerosis walk and Project Safe. Uh, we had you out there wiping out graffiti, you know. Uh, uh, Shannon was out there. I, I think that was your first deal, wasn't it, with us almost? And, and uh, so these wide breadth of, of, uh, of opportunities. As, uh, as you get involved in, in those things, what, what other things would, would you like to do that you would think uh, would help complete uh, your education? And, again, I'm, I'm not looking, you know, for a commitment here, either from you or from us, but just uh, maybe some thoughts on uh, how can we help you uh, even enrich your, your experience even more. You know, Kim's got the wheels turning in her head. I can What other kinds of opportunities might, might we be able to offer you? And maybe, Carlos, you, you might have some uh, thoughts on that as well. Do you want me to go? Okay. Go for it, girl. Okay. Um, one of the opportunities I saw was the weed and seed, that mm. we could have been more involved with the weed and seed. Mm. And I think that uh, even with them wanting to have, like, a softball team or a soccer team, mm. I think would have been fantastic to help that community in that area. I also thought that the the it was a fantastic idea for them to have um, a youth leadership at the Maddox Youth Center. I I definitely would like to see some more of that. All right. Yeah, just in case you're wanting the weed and seed is not weed like, you know, that kind. Uh, we do that well. That's, yeah. that's, that's, all, that's right. all right. That's, all right now. Uh, <laughs> it's ex-cop okay. here. Ex, ex, oh, yeah. ex, thank you. You know, anyway. Moving right along This here. started out kind of 
All right. So, but, 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 let me get back to the point. Weed and seed is, you're distracting me. I'm sure on purpose. Weed, weed and seed is weeding out the bad and seeding the good. So the whole pro, uh, federal program with, uh, you know, with the Department of Justice, Federal Department of Justice and local law enforcement is, is to weed out the bad stuff and then plant good things, you know, that, uh, that can grow. And it's, it's been a tremendous, Tremendous thing here on the west side of Modesto, and, and there's some initiatives maybe to spread that out through the uh, the county as well. But uh, you're right, and, and and you know, from us to you, when when you're out on on these things, you know, hey, go for it. I mean, you yes. know, that's yes, yes. We, we don't box our volunteers in. Right. You know, we we try to make it really easy to volunteer. And man, mm-hmm. however you seem to be led, go for it because you're you know it's you out there that's important, not. You know, not the structure and, and, not, and not what we think. So uh, we just appreciate you and your, and your ideas being out there. Uh, Carlos, we've been talking about University of Phoenix here for uh, almost an hour. How can people find out about University of Phoenix if they're interested and, uh, and uh, contact uh, you or, or another counselor? Well, actually, the easiest way to do it is go to the website, which is phoenix.edu. And then there's other ways, uh, which the ladies can actually tell you how they did that. Uh, you know, you can go to the learning centers. You can actually go, and there's uh, an 800 number, which right now I am blanking on. But uh, there's several ways. But the first one that you can go to is phoenix.edu, and you can look at all the programs. You can choose which one would best suit you, and then you'll get connected to uh, an enrollment counselor that can help you, uh, guide you into which program you want to go into. Didn't you guys just recently move a building to? Yes, actually, yeah. So uh, the... The new building is off of the Salida exit, and actually, you all can can yeah. Yeah, Elaine can give you directions. No, (laughs) you're getting me back now. This is payback, isn't it? (laughs) No, Elaine won't give you directions, but she will uh, wish to each and every one of you, except for Carlos. So Father's Day's coming up, I know, but and I don't even know if you are a father. But anyway, uh, we do want to wish each and every one of you a happy Mother's Day. And, and I just want to uh, mention this, this verse in Proverbs. It's uh, uh, from chapter 31 and, and verse 29. It says, many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. And, and each and every one of you do. And so thank you. And uh, we just, from our hearts, we love you and appreciate each and every one of you. So thank you for being here tonight with us. And we want to thank each and every one of our listeners, wherever you are for being with us. This hour has gone by much too quickly. And uh, thank you for joining us. And until next time, may God continue to bless you.